1: You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
2: This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the h and Daily with some of the... (laughs) H&J... Pardon? (laughs) The H&J Daily. I've not had a drink. I wouldn't mind. It's just the way I speak. The H&J Daily was some of the best bits of this afternoon Dave, show. The show Daily the would be perfect. Yes, get him in with those trousers. <laughs> um, well, we're live from Cheltenham once again. It was day two of the festival. And what did you like, Andy? What would you well, like I to inflict on the listenership this I thought afternoon? Ollie Bell was very entertaining, talking he was. about his dad. He was. Rupert Bell's boy and ITV uh, presenter. The wine tipster. Neil Phillips popped in, a man who had an interest in one of the big feature races this afternoon as an owner. We had a bit of a t- chat, didn't we? About yeah, talks. you were quite bitter about a number of things. That well, won't be a massive surprise. <laughs> uh, so is that it, you'd say? That's it, I think. Uh, yes, so here we go. Good afternoon, everyone. Good
1: afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And there's been an incident that they're already calling the Ramon Blanc Blanc. Oh, the yes. Ramon
2: Blanc blank. Tell us more. You know well, Andy's like. When Andy's on tour, he, uh, he does like to
1: tell you what Holiday. we've got up to. Uh, <laughs> so, what happened, Andy? Fill well, it in. goes back to Monday when we arrived. The first thing Rupert said to us, Lizzie's booked a table at uh, Ramon Blanc's for Tuesday night. You're all invited. Fantastic. Oh, well, lovely. It's nice lovely to be included, yeah, wasn't very it? Nice. Very nice of to think of us. And uh, then yesterday afternoon, we got a text from our production coordinator, Izzy, uh, uninviting us. Yeah, that's Unviting right. Us. I th- wasn't happy about they it. They didn't have enough space. Uh, apparently, there was no longer any room for us at Ramon Blanc. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> is marvellous, isn't it? We, we, I knew we'd been bumped for four younger people from breakfast. I, yeah. I knew it. And anyway, we, we went out to eat more of that later, and then we arrived back at the hotel. And uh, Lizzie wanted to be surrounded by yeah. bright young so things. So they all feasting sat. with panthers, Oscar Wilde called it, <laughs> yeah, I believe. I think it's right, not necessarily in that context. <laughs> yeah, no, they all went up the other end of the table, and uh, and at one point, someone told Lizzie exactly the same joke I'd made, and she laughed so much more. I was thinking, oh thanks, <laughs> oh how they laughed. Well, the right. Block club. It's the way you tell them, <laughs> which is clearly badly. <laughs> yeah. Ramon's Rascals, as they call
2: it. Oh, them yeah. The club, the, it's If you had to be there, <laughs> yeah, if you I weren't there, you just wouldn't have got that. That's why it wasn't funny sick. when you said it. it was anyway, bad. Anyway,
1: Andy, you got something to eat. You had a nice steak and chips. Well, you can play. No, not really. And uh, we, uh, during the meal, we decided yeah. we haven't given up on Prue Leith. Well, uh, actually, a little bit of background to this. Prue Leith is playing in uh, Cheltenham uh, this evening.
2: Hmm. And uh, she has a she has a gig tonight, and yes, we sorry. hoped she'd come along and do a little bit of racing with us, uh, yes. which we thought would be fun. But uh, unfortunately, uh, we did get a call into Heather, oh, yeah. her agent. <laughs> Hillary, we've got oh, Sorry, that's right. Sorry, Hillary. <laughs> we've got we've got nothing back. No, we've got nothing back from Hillary. <laughs> exactly. We don't have proofs coming <laughs> or not. Our guess is, yes. when Hillary does get in touch, yeah. she'll say something like. Hilary's not really a horse racing person, gentlemen, but thanks for inviting She's more Romford dogs on a Thursday night. I've never known Prue happier than when she says to me, Hilary, I lumped on the three dog uh, at the
1: 11.14. And, uh, do you think? Well, which well, my think? idea. I think my idea was good. We had a, the idea to leave a letter at the theatre she's playing, purporting to be from her agent Hillary. Yeah. Uh, we've now decided it's quite hard actually. Get a fast car to the races. Do H and J. Leave straight away. Back to the theatre. There's a bag of sand in it for Bosch. you. Bosh, <laughs> bosh. You, well, you can prune it's catching up. Yeah. <laughs> Prue wants cashing. I
2: don't think Hillary's no. I don't that, think she is. She, really. she does say that she'll say Prue will want cashing up. Anyway, it's, it's
1: worked very well. For
2: used twenties <laughs> is uh, in, in, yeah. just in a small in a small jiffy bag. That's of course. That's not the way Prue works. We're just we're just surmising. And, um, but we still haven't heard. In this vacuum, we haven't heard
1: from uh, from no, Hillary, have we? No. So Until we do, it's we it's working know. very well for our other clients. Ken Hames, who mentioned yeah, him yesterday. Yeah. He's opening a couple of supermarkets and. Matthew Crucifix is doing summer season at Great Yarmouth. Fantastic. So, so just just that
2: mention yesterday <laughs> on this show has got work <laughs> for some other. So we're giving work to Hillary's clients. Yes. So at least she can do is get back to us. Anyway. Oh, all right. um, I had loads more. Well, well you, you do. You
1: got time for one more. All then. right, go one on more. Well, after us? the show, it yes. uh, was a bit of a disaster. Actually, we uh, we're not in a box this year. I mean, you know. We're, We've been spoiled over the years, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. And there was nowhere to go, but we ended up in an on-course restaurant, uh, at the usual post-race small talk, and uh, I-, I recorded this chat where the bloke went, are you a friend of Jimmy Douglas' man? Yeah. And the bloke said, no, I'm Jimmy Dunning. Oh, I'm Tony Froggett. <laughs> and then he turned to me and said, who are you? And I couldn't think of anybody's false name, <laughs> which I wanted to think. And then you spoke to him. I'm surprised you didn't invite him back right, to the course. No, queens. he was a really interesting <laughs> bloke. He,
2: he, was, he uh, was, actually. Yes, he used to breed. He, he bred a couple of winners of the race this
1: afternoon he over did. the years. He was That's a really true.
2: interesting fellow.
1: And uh, we'll find out more about the Will Gavin situation. Though. Well, what a band they were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will Gavin. He slept in the wrong room. Or he was he in did. The, he was in the room and the man came in at 3 a.m. in the morning and demanding yeah. his room. Apparently, what it was, was they'd given his room to somebody with the first name of Gavin. Yeah. So the bloke had gone up to the reception and they'd said to him, what's your name? And he went, Gavin. Yeah. You think, well, no, give your last give name. Give your, your surname, form. you know. Can I have your name, sir? <laughs> yeah. Steve. You don't do that, <laughs> do you? Not really. So, uh, that's anyway. what it was
2: the great Gavin confusion. <laughs> no, anyway, no. I'm sure you're delighted to hear that. <laughs> if you do see Hillary or Prue, just say, look, just give us a call. That's all we're, that's all we're asking. It's just a it. common courtesy to come I'd back I'd to say. us, even to knock us back, which is the <laughs> likelihood. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, our next guest is always a joy to see him. Oh, it is. Not predominantly, because it's always nice to see him anyway, but he never, he never arrives empty-handed. No, that's true. Whether it's food or drink. Uh, and it is Neil Phillips, the wine that We've chatted to him before on our many visits to Cheltenham. Hello, Neil.
3: How are you? Very well, thanks, Paul. How are you, Andy? Very good, yeah, guys. we have
2: yes. getting a bit of background to, to kind of what you do and your story and how you've melded your two great loves together.
3: Well, I've always... Uh I've worked in the drinks industry since 1986, but I've always loved horse racing, mm. thanks to Sir Peter O'Sullivan's commentary, which was absolutely brilliant. That <laughs> got yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. you can hear it all around the
2: course. <laughs> he kind of, he does, he was an amazing man, and he lives on on this course. When you come into racing, you hear those
3: old commentaries. They're so evocative, it. aren't they? It's, oh, it's fantastic. You know, you grew up watching that, and also watching Rummy Witten, the Grand National, for example. Yeah. And, and I had shares in races, you know, the big syndicates, syndicates are great. And I wanted to sort of bring it all together. And eventually I just sort of, my wife came up with the idea of the, the wine tips of food, drink and racing. Yeah. And I got a lucky break here at the jockey club and that was in 2014. And it's sort of grown from there, really. It's great. So, uh, well, it's great for us. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Honestly, But today, bonus there, Andy, <laughs> you've exceeded yourself today. I haven't. You? I, no, yes. Yeah. You've
2: given us a, an array of, uh, of little drinks. Glenn Class a, a sponsor, one of the big races here, of course, um, uh, you've brought a couple of uh, their whiskies along. One is one is for show. It's their twenty-one year old. It's quite rare. Oh, I see saying. that one's
1: been sealed up. Yes, yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, you don't get yeah, <laughs> not for the likes of us. No, no absolutely. <laughs> but you
2: very kindly uh, gave us a a, a a little dram of the of the fifteen. It's, it's very nice. Uh, it's very nice. Very oh, yes. smooth. Beautiful.
3: They're they're lovely. I mean, I think it's great because they're fifth generation family business still. Mm. Grant family. John Grant was here today, part of the family, obviously, mm. and. They've sponsored the Glen Cross Country Trace for 15 years, so we thought it would be nice to show the 15-year-old. And the 21-year-old, I'm sorry, Andy, we're not tasting that. No, it's a
1: bit disappointing. They're Speyside, aren't
3: they? Yeah, Highland uh, yeah. Yeah, side. It, it yeah. is
1: interesting, actually, because you brought along a couple of nice cocktails too, but yes. for me, I, I prefer the, yeah. the, the straight one. So OK, hard-drinking well, uh, Richard yeah. Harris types. <laughs> you, yes. It's the flavour, the complexity and
2: all no, that you get very in Very nice. That. Yeah, you've, so they, they, I've noticed we walk past the Glen class uh, set up there and uh, they do whiskey cocktails, don't they? Yes, uh, they uh, during, do, and do they? I think
3: it's great, actually, Paul, because, you know, what you're doing is actually bringing in an audience. We've just I've just been talking to it says I've never tasted whiskey before. Oh, wow. But they're actually having a whiskey cocktail. This raspberry spritz, mm. really nice and refreshing. And the great thing about them it. is they're easy to make. Is one of the other things you do, You know, not everybody's a mixologist and you're sort of at home going, <laughs> hey, how do I do this? And yeah. I've got about 10 ingredients. And, uh, it's, that's uh, true. It is, isn't it? I mean, it just. But that's one of then Then they've done their old
1: fashioned as well, the other cocktail
3: there. So that's a. Uh, have you ever tasted the old-fashioned one? Well, I Just have. To try that but bit. I
1: also should ask you, I mean, you're elegantly turned out as you always are, and what do you make of this new, the sort of new dress code? You can see the idea of it, but on the other hand, it's nice. I, li- I like getting dressed up for the, for the races. Well, you're looking yeah. great, Andy. Yeah. Thank you very much. See, I got it hopelessly
2: wrong. <laughs> I you thought know, everybody would... It's very noticeable that people have still dressed in the way they would normally dress for Cheltenham. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you go to a football match, you wear a replica shirt, say, people are coming here; they are sort of check jackets, aren't they? Shirts yeah. and ties and waistcoats. They've
3: kind of stuck to the old dress code. It is interesting because I do think it has been, a, I think it's a good thing for some courses, mm. definitely. Yeah. But interestingly enough, when it came, all this came out, Cheltenham never had a dress code, <laughs> interestingly really? enough. Really? That was the whole thing. Yeah, and I completely, look, I was trying to think, I oh, said, so that's correct, isn't it? But I, you, we all forgot about that. and You always think, oh, each, each enclosure's got a different dress code. No, but everybody wants to get dressed up. And there's no doubt about it and you're still having lots of chats about what people are wearing which i think is great people want to come and have a special day don't they i mean it was magical yesterday we've got a great day today and it's it's already had some great racing so what do you think, Andy? You like it, don't you?
1: I do, I do. Like yeah. it. I, I like Cheltenham anyway. Yeah. I mean, you're a good punter. You know, you're, good, you're a tipster, but I mean, how, yes. are you good for yourself? Well, I, was, uh,
3: I wasn't I was good yesterday because I decided <laughs> to not tip any favourites. <laughs> <Right. laughs> about five favourites. However, my nap of the day was the real whacker who won that last yes, race. We that yes, well, uh, yeah. yes, we were on that Yes, we were on that. Yeah, he, and his price drifted up. Eight to one, I couldn't believe it. I mean, he's a great jumper, and I think if he'd been in a bigger yard he'd been four to one but i thought it was a great story and given a good patient ride there didn't go too soon so i was i'm pleased with that when your nap comes in you know it's very very good but also it's it's interesting you talk about dress code but obviously in terms of hospitality overall on the course it's amazing how much it's changed over the years Mm. because if you pop up and you know go to the retail side now there's 75 bars on course there's 22 restaurants yeah Three thousand people in hospitality you know, it's it was busy. The
1: shops were busy, too. As yeah, well. you're, yeah. You're also an owner and uh, you've got a horse, haven't you, running today?
3: Yes. Yeah, so very, very exciting. Uh, I'm part of my racing manager's friend syndicate. So Ellie Morgan started that. And I met Ellie through hospitality and Fun and Balls Civilla. So we have five shares per horse. And he ran in the cross, um, sorry in the Queen Mother last year. Mm-hmm. All that rain was coming down last year. We were 18 to 1 at the time. He does not like soft going. And he came in, he went out to 40 to 1 and came in second. We couldn't believe wow, it, but he wow. actually got through the top of the ground. It hadn't got into the ground. If it had been the following day, it had been really tacky. That's not his style. And he won last time out at Newbury, brilliantly in the game spirit, but that was quicker ground than we've got today. It's a deeper field than last year. However, we're here. He's a yeah. fantastic jumper. He's the fastest horse, actually, in Venetia Williams' yard, yeah, the trainer. 90 horses there. So. I'm, I'm sort of... now. I'm talking about it, guys. I'm, the adrenaline is kicking <laughs> in. Yeah. The
0: Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast
2: from TalkSport. Joining us now... Is uh, ITV racing presenter and son of Rupert, our fine <laughs> commentator, of course, Ollie Bell. Hi, Ollie.
4: Hi, guys. How are you? Good, Good thank
2: you. Uh, your dad was saying there that you've uh, you've been doing a little bit of uh, speaking around uh, Cheltenham <laughs> today, telling a few stories about the old man. Do, do,
4: do you know I'm not to blame for telling those stories because <laughs> I, I, I don't know whether you're aware of the story. Or whether you want me to repeat it but um i think it's yes, a great story it was touched on uh, in breakfast mm. yesterday ed chamberlain
2: your colleague uh, touched on it but uh, coming from if you <laughs> like from the family i think they <laughs>
4: will have more input. well basically dad was covering a show jumping event in the european country and he, ch- and he checked into his hotel late at night and he, t- he went to his window and took a view of the of the city that he was at but it was night time and he didn't realize that, that it, the reflection from the window would show off the other side that you know, not many people could see. Anyway, he had just got out of the shower, so the world was able to see Dad in his birthday suit, <laughs> and obviously that's very entertaining for everyone, unless you're the son of Rupert Bell, <laughs> and it's left <laughs> on Twitter, and I thought, it's fine, me and my brother and sister, we thought, no one will ever hear about this, don't worry, it was, it was off Twitter in a, in a flash, and then yesterday Ed goes on the breakfast show and tells the world, so I've had loads of people at Channel going, is that true about your old man? I'm going, unfortunately, it's very he true. He says he
1: was wearing pants.
4: No, 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 no. He swears. No, no, I'll show pants. you the photo after this. <laughs> I and think then, I'll pass. They, they might have been invisible pants. <laughs> no, to be honest. no, you're all right, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> we we'll take your word for it. Trust me, you but don't want to see are it.
2: You, uh, because you were trying to contact him to say, Dad, take it off do yeah, of Twitter. Yeah. You I, don't but he turned I, his phone I off. I think
4: it, he'd yeah, gone to sleep or something. Yeah. I don't know. But it was up there for a few hours. But um, yeah, it was it was gravely embarrassing for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> One of a number of embarrassing things Dad has done in his life. <laughs> so
1: I've often been intrigued. I mean, how did you get into racing? Was it through Rupert? Was it through your dad? Well,
4: was sort of, yeah. I mean, obviously, Dad's family are very involved in racing with Michael being a trainer and my grand, grand, uh, dad and granny on dad's side, uh, dad's mum and dad owned horses. Mm. Um, I grew up with mum in, in Somerset. My brother and sister wouldn't really have much of an interest in racing. My mum wouldn't really have a, a huge interest in, in racing. But I always had the bug. I remember sitting on my granddad's lap, commentating on the racing while he was having <laughs> a bet. He was getting frightfully annoyed with me. Mm. But um, from then, and, and my mum s- tells the story that apparently when I was a kid, you know, age three or four, you'd go to kids' parties. Everyone get balloons made into sausage dogs or face paint put on, and I'd be sat there with a broadsheet racing paper, picking <laughs> winners, <laughs> picking winners in the four ten at Wolverhampton. That's um, so yeah, I've always had a, a huge you, love you've for. You've both it. done so
1: well out of racing, in it's been but amazing. But yeah. you must be very proud of him because his commentaries are fantastic. I think.
4: Do, do you know what? I, I think that is exactly how I feel. I mean, Dad is sort of in a, a uh, you know, in a purple patch for his career, you know, mm-hmm. he, he, he loves doing working with you guys. You've got a great rapport with him and, and dad, you know, he plays up to it. But he's, he's so talented and yeah. I, I think I've been very fortunate. Obviously, it helps. I think there's an element of nepotism, I'm sure, along the way. And hopefully <laughs> I've proven over time that I've warranted a job in racing. But undoubtedly, I think a lot of what I'm able to do on air it has come from learning off dad and sort of just yeah. seeing through sort of osmosis how he does it, really. So the love of racing, but not the love of Villa. No, Why no, no. You? And you and the worst thing. <laughs> is, the worst thing is I'm a Yeovil fan, and mm. sort of half Arsenal certainly can say that now they're top of the league. <laughs> uh, I get loads of brummies coming co- coming up to me in the social stable on ITV, going up the Villa, up the Villa. I'm Wait. going, nope, not me. I <laughs> know <laughs> <me. Not me. laughs> uh, no, Yeovil through and through. How is life for Yeovil at the Terrible. moment? Terrible. Although oh. we have got a new owner, Matt Oogler and Paul Saki used to play rugby.
0: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
4: for england oh, yeah, actually yeah. they're involved they took over from scott priestnell which is which is very good for our football club because it was going the wrong way and uh, hopefully these owners will, will send it back yeah. up to where we belong we were in the championship a few years ago Funny enough i've just seen um, byron webster and sam foley who were in that promotion winning team when we beat Brentford at Wembley so nice to catch up with them and see some Yeovil legends our
2: producer just said in my ear he is a Torquay fan he said "Um, they're coming down with us (laughs) he
4: doesn't sound that hopeful on your behalf at least (laughs) we'll have one game to look forward to a local rivalry (laughs) keep us entertained now you're here with ITV and
1: you're doing the morning show aren't you the opening show so we
4: do the opening show which is great and it's on actually for an extra 30 minutes so we've got a 90 minute show every morning which means we have to get up bright and early and I love it because the best part of Cheltenham for me outside of the racing is seeing the horses stretch their legs in the morning you see the mullins team the gordon elliott team the henry de bromhead team and you know today was a really frosty morning it made for these stunning pictures mm. we preview the races we've got features with michael o'leary tomorrow we'll have a feature with with nikki henderson and shishkin but you know there's there's as you guys know and you know you send a big team down here to Cheltenham. you send it because it's one of the best sporting events there is in the year so to be able to preview it I, you know i feel very privileged to be in the position that i'm in and hopefully we're able to do what is Brilliant sport, none more so than yesterday. Hopefully, we're able to do it justice.
1: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast, and one of the great traditions here at Cheltenham for the H and J production team, yeah. including ourselves, is to go to the Queen's Hotel. Yes, in uh, in the centre of town. It's a yeah, big a pilgrimage. Isn't it? It's a pilgrimage. A great. M- race place where people meet. It's it's yes. It's like being in Dublin. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, but this Spurs fan came up to us last night and he oh he loved the show didn't he? Yes. But you get these typical half-heard conversations. Yes. You were discussing Tottenham and he he said he said to you where do you sit and you said Winchmore no, Hill. he didn't say that.
2: No, he didn't say that. He said your South Stand, don't you? Yeah. But I thought I couldn't hear him because it was I know, music. Yeah. I thought he said Southgate and I said no, I don't live in Southgate. So I told him where I used to live and he said. <laughs> what are you talking about, mate? And he said South, well, you know, a half snatch
1: conversations and a lot of noise. It's incredible, isn't it? And then we got back to the hotel and there was an Everton fan sitting there um, with a Ben Godfrey shirt on. And John just couldn't get over the fact that he was wearing a Ben Godfrey shirt. Like, no one would want a Ben. I don't know. what. What did you have in for Ben Godfrey? <laughs> Southampton shirt. No, it was Everton. Oh, an Everton show. Sorry,
2: yes, that's what I think. Yes, yeah. I unless unless he's been transferred you. in the no, window you. we hadn't heard. I'm mishearing you, and I've got, I haven't even got the excuse of there being loud music in the background. So.
1: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
2: Well, there we are. That was this afternoon's show. Unfortunately, Neil's horse fell quite early on in the oh, race, man. didn't it? It's which a really was a, a great shame after we got on it, of course, <laughs> of course. in support. Uh, but he what are you going to do? Me. Oh, never mind. What are you going to do? Just Them's a bit the bit well, we will do it all again tomorrow. We'll have more guests from uh, Cheltenham. It'll be Ben Fletcher. Fletcher will be out and about in place of Charlie uh, tomorrow, and oh, lots of stuff, more live racing. It should be a lot of fun. So, I do hope you can join us. If not, the podcast will be available at around four o'clock. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the
1: guys every weekday between
3: one and four p.m. on Talksport.
1: Small details are big surfaces.